Hallelujah. Our Lord God Almighty reigns. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. <coughs> that hymn reflected today's message. He, the strong one, man, the strong one binding, being stronger. We're in the middle of an Easter sermon series. Easter means. And we should always remember that it's one of the fundamental truths of Christianity, Christ's resurrection and ours. Without it, our faith is empty. Christ's resurrection, we teach from the catechism, means He's the Son of God. His Word is true. The sacrifice He made for your sins, for all sins, is accepted by the Father and done and you too shall rise. But springboarding from the words of John's first epistle we're hearing all through this Easter season, I couch it in other ways. Easter means we've seen forgiveness and, and, and obedience, inheritance. No, obedience will be next. Love. The, Truths are interchangeable almost between the readings because John has them in almost every one. But highlighting one verse today from 1 John chapter 4, John tells you, little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Indeed, John has favorite words in all his writings from the Gospel of John to his three letters to the revelation of Jesus Christ revealed to him. Words like abide, that was in the gospel today, one of the best places, abide, 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 abide. One of my favorite words, what Christ commands is that you and I do nothing except be in him and trust in him. Words like love and truth occur so often in his writings. Blood, testimony or witness. But here is Another. I can show you, indeed, with this. Everybody know what that is, right? That is Nike, the symbol of the shoe and clothing company. Nike, it's from a Greek word. Nike is the noun. It only occurs once, really, in the Bible. But the verb, to be victorious, to be conquerors occurs mostly, I counted 21 out of 24 times in John's writing. And it is the word here, you children are from God and have overcome them. You have the victory. And that's what Easter means. Now I'm going to get technical as I seem always to do. This, this word, you uh, have overcome them, 
is a, 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 a perfect tense. You remember your freshman English? It's a tense that describes what has continuing action in the past, having ramifications for the present and the future. My wife asked me, have you gone to the store? Yes, I have gone to the store. That means what she gave me to buy is in the pantry, present tense. And you have overcome. Easter means you have the victory. But I ask the basic journalist questions today. What victory? Here, John says, you have overcome them. And if you notice, as the reading open, that means victory over the spirits that you are testing, over false prophets who have gone into the world, indeed, over the Antichrist, the Bible tells us even over Satan himself, as the hymn sang, you have the victory. In general, over this world and all its evil, in John chapter 16, Jesus, the night before he died, said, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace, in the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome. There's the word, I have overcome the world. It's a Dundee. Having impact today as we gather to worship this victorious God. In the future, indeed for eternity, the victory. But how, how does it come? You know it's more a question of by whom does it come? Not by you or me. The shoe company emphasizes the victory achieved by athletes, but our victory was won by another. And with the most wonderful paradox of all time, the victory came by his defeat, by his losing his status with his father on the cross, his being not only killed but damned in your place and mine, what you and I deserve. That's why I picked that picture from the internet victory of Christ and notice the crown of thorns still on his head to remind us of say Revelation chapter 12 where it says they have overcome how you know this verse by the blood of the lamb there's another favorite word of John lamb and blood by a sacrifice 9 a.m. You know, the noun is used, as I said, only once. As far as I could tell, many other forms are in the Bible. And we'll hear it next week. In 1 John chapter 5, 
where John says, everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory, there's the noun, that has overcome the world, our faith. Faith means really the opposite of, of your works and climbing up into heaven. It means throwing open your arms, your heart in repentance over sin and saying, I can't solve my own evil, the evil of this world. Jesus, I trust you do it for me. Easter means victory because of, only because of Jesus Christ. But there's one other question we need to ask. Not only what is the victory over sin, Satan, death, and damnation, worked by Jesus Christ, but the Bible answers the question also, why? Why do you have this wondrous, undeserved gift from Jesus Christ? The book of Revelation, where the word, the verb here occurs so many times, has the answer towards the end of Scripture. Revelation 21, verse 7 says, The one who conquers will have this inheritance. I will be his God, and he will be my son, child. That's the reason why we have the victory, to be with God forever. In fact, in Revelation chapter 3, if I remember to mark it in my Bible, John promises there, indeed, you, you conquer, or the one who conquers, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and never shall he go out of it. God wants you with him forever. And to serve him here on earth. I didn't finish Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 where it does say that we have conquered by the blood of the Lamb. But it continues, and by the word of our testimony. Another favorite word of John. By our witness now to this victory, I sure hope our compromise today in our second service and always are assured that they are witnesses of victory in this defeatist, dying world, letting those who are burdened of their own weakness and failures to know the victory of Christ, forgiveness of sins, and an inheritance that cannot fade. <laughs> Celebrating the victory today, having it indeed with his presence in the meal. We go forth still worshiping and witnessing and praising him, and the world will notice. I will tell you a personal moment I had back in October, was it November maybe? I can't remember the exact date here in the church building. I was all alone 
uh, fairly late at night. I wasn't working, however. I was watching TV, the World Series, because my beloved Los Angeles Dodgers were on the verge. And for the first time in over 30 years, they won. <laughs> and I had a sports cry back in the back conference room. Nobody saw. And I actually yelled at the last out, yeah! <laughs> the victory. I celebrated, I still am. And you do too. The Compromands last night at the banquet and, and today, indeed, with some of their verses, have this word, Romans chapter 8, actually has an exaggerated verb here. We are more than conquerors, hyper-conquerors through him who loved us. So nothing can separate us from his love. And we proclaim. Nike has a motto. You know it? Just do it. Oh, no, no, no. Not with our victory. Our motto might be, he has done it. It is finished. And in fact, we might change the Easter greeting just today to that perfect tense. Christ has risen, still is affecting us. He has risen indeed. Let's try it. Christ has risen. He has risen indeed. Hallelujah.